0: to be honest with you coming into the show i i had it me and him in the finals so fighting him in the first round i was like that's a
1: good teaser for anyone that's looking forward to that one then right
0: yeah of course because like going into that fight i was like man the good thing about this is i get to take out my number one seed right away in my eyes he was the guy to beat in the house they asked me that i said that most people said that
1: Today, I'm joined by a mixed martial arts band and weight Mondo Gutierrez. You saw him this past Tuesday on episode number one, right? Of The Ultimate Fighter, Tough 31. How's everything been going for you, man?
0: Uh, everything's been going great, man. It's so crazy. I mean, I've been home for a couple months now after the show was done filming and like things are finally starting to feel like they're really getting in motion, you know, like after the premiere, it's like, dang, it's finally here. So
1: it's been real nice. How long were you, you know, how long did the whole thing sort of take, you know, from start to finish to wrap, from the first fight to, like, the all the way to the last? How long was that whole thing? Let's just
0: say 12 weeks so I don't get in trouble.
1: Right, right. Yeah, that's why I was specifically from the first fight to the last. So it was about 12 weeks. Fair enough. I mean, I think it was, like, I think it was, like, Connor or Chandler. I want to say it was Connor that said that it sort of went by a bit quick because they were enjoying it. So it seemed like there's going to be a lot to see, right, for the people?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean... Let's just put it this way. I, I don't want to go into detail because I don't even know if I'm even supposed to be talking about this. But right. to be honest, it goes when competing on the show and watching every season since I, since it started is not even close to the same thing. It's not structured anything like it is on the television show. Um, It's structured very different. So it definitely was a curveball off rip. Like you multiple people fight the same day. You're not there as long nearly as long as you think you are. You don't get as much time off as you think you do. You're fighting as soon as you get in the house a bunch of different things like that that you don't really get prepared for unless you know somebody that's been on the show so it was it was it was unique it was a it, it's a crazy experience it's really tough but it was definitely worth it
1: when they approached you though was it like surprising to you when you got the initial invitation to come into the show or, or was it always something that was like, hey if I'm good enough then that call could come one day
0: no when they when when they decided to come back with thirty fives like literally just skipped the season and then came right back to one thirty five so i was like there's no way i'm gonna get skipped over twice okay. in my mind i was like the first time around i made it to the last cut and they ended up not picking me so i was just now getting over that heartbreak and then this opportunity arises so i'm like cool look this is this this is the one and i just started manifesting it man i just from the day that I heard that it was going to happen, I was—I spoke it into existence. I was like, man, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. And sure enough, everything kind of just fell right into place, and it worked out perfect.
1: Now, of course, we don't want to talk about things that can get you in trouble, right? As far as what we <laughs> saw in episode one, right? Connor is your coach. That's already yep. confirmed if you didn't miss it. I saw that you, when you got into the house, right? You said that it was his aura, his energy, something that f- could really help you, Right. You know, yeah. what was it like when you, you know, to have a guy like Connor coaching you just in a general sense, obviously you don't want to give any details, but what just in general, what was it like having a guy like that, an icon of the sport as the coach for you?
0: I mean, it's awesome. You know, it kind of, in a way, it just humanizes him. Like I get to see that this is real, you know, like someone really enjoying the fruits of their labor, uh, working hard, winning t- multiple world titles and going out there and just enjoying their hard life's work. And, and I think, uh, it just made it more attainable for me. You know, this is somebody that I've trained with somebody that I've seen in person. I've seen how he operates. I've seen the the people around him, his group. I've seen what he does. And I think if he can do it, I can do it, you know? And, and that's what I kept thinking to myself. Like, if, if someone I know can do it, I can do it. Like there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to. So I think that alone helped me tremendously when it came to being in the house and, learning from somebody like him just being in the shadow this whole time. Uh but aside from that, he's a super good dude, super motivating. And I was able to learn a ton from him, you know, both of us being southpaws. Uh just his approach, his his mentality, everything is just it's 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 top notch. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, of course. And of course both coaches are very highly respectable guys. You can't go wrong with one or the other, right? But you know, you're obviously a fighter, but I'm sure you're a fan of the sport. It seems like you were a fan of Connor and his Coming up, it motivated you, right? But, you know, when you see like two coaches, right, that is there anything in the back of your mind that says, like, man, it'd be pretty dope if Connor was my coach. You know what I mean? Like, no disrespect to Chandler, right? They're both great guys, but, you know, one's an icon. The other one is also a great fighter. It's, I guess, it's two different things. But was there any thought of that? Or were you just like, no, nah, whoever's going to be my coach, I'm going to make the best of it?
0: Um, Definitely, I think it was more so for the people around me. Everyone was like, "Oh my God, you might get coached by Connor, this and that." Exactly right.
1: There's a thing around it.
0: All I had to say was, I didn't know what the structure was going to be like. I didn't know how they were going to pick teams. I didn't know anything because when we got brought in, none of us had any idea about the prospects versus veterans thing. I didn't realize that until I got to the hotel and started seeing. First person I see when I walk through the door is Jason Knight, and I'm like, "You didn't know that? He's a 45er." And his last two fights were at 45. I doubt he's here for 35, but he does look skinny. So who knows? And I'm like, damn, Jason Knight might be in the 35 bracket. Oh, shit. But yeah. So then it started really coming to me because then I saw like, like multiple, multiple other guys there, like more than I could even count. And I was like, oh, okay. So it's, it's starting to look like this season's going to be a little different. And sure enough, that's when it came together. But to me. I, I just knew that coming into the house, regardless, I was going to have great preparation. I was going to be in a good place, ready to go, ready to compete. And it it was really just about me. But I knew that coming into the house, I'm a southpaw. I'm really explosive. I'm good on the feet and I'm good on the ground. So I knew that if Connor saw that, he would pick me. And I figured I was like, if we have like just like a regular overview of, of people, not necessarily prospects versus vets. I have a feeling that I have a strong feeling that if Connor sees what I bring to the table, he will pick me. And that was kind of so in a way. I guess I was like somewhat leaning towards him, but I knew, all respect to Chandler, I knew that he would have gave given me a great camp too. He would have given me great preparation and been a good guide. But uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade this for the world, man. Connor was a great coach for me. He was super motiv- motivating and a great guy to be around. It was it was a huge blessing to be there and be around him and everybody.
1: You said that you knew he would see what he would see when you you knew he would pick you, right? So was it surprising when you were that number one banned prospect in episode one?
0: Uh no, I think it was just more so just nice, right, let's go. Cause it, it, I I had all these goals in my mind, you know. I'm I'm big on the law of attraction, I'm big on manifestation and just working hard towards my goals. So I had all this written down. It was all set in stone in my head. I knew that I was gonna get on the show. I knew that I was gonna get picked. I knew that I was gonna be the first round pick i knew i was gonna fight right away and i i knew all these things were coming like they, one thing after another they were all falling in line the way they were supposed to in my head and i'm like cool right. this is great and then once the fight got announced boom then from that point forward the the like we really kick it into high gear and we're like okay cool we're fighting right away i came into the house super sharp and ready to go so i wasn't worried about a thing you know and at that point for, from that point forward it was just about handling business everything past that wasn't, was no longer a bullet point. Everything past that point was just a new mission that had to be completed. You know, that was just the first phase. And then then after that, it was all about fighting.
1: Right. Absolutely. And you said it right, right away, you get in there and you're fighting already, right? You get into practice one in episode one, of course, which they showed. Um, Is it surprising that you guys just start sparring right away? Or is it kind of like you see the Conor McGregor, his personality kind of, it's kind of fitting that that guy would want to start that way. Right.
0: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, I didn't know what we were gonna go for. I didn't know what the plan was gonna be because, like, when they when they picked the prospects and the vets, that was before they even saw us move. So he picked us off just a feeling that the prospects were the better pick, and um, uh, so the next day, I guess he just really wanted to see where we were at. And I feel like there's no better way to be able to rank your guys and to see them in in the fire in real action. That's so right. it was real nice. It was real nice to do that because. What people don't know is we were stuck in a hotel for 10 days, like before the show even started. Like the whole time we were just sitting there and all we could do is run and hit a bag. We didn't we couldn't train with anybody else. We couldn't leave the hotel, no bodies. So like we didn't have any bodies to train with. So literally the first time we had physical contact with another another person, it was sparring. Nonetheless, sparring with people we didn't know. So it was like it was like you were already fighting. So we got the first fight out of the way day one and it took all the jitters off. It got your body at a hundred percent. Everybody recovered well. And I feel like everyone got all that lactic acid out. And then from that point forward, it was just about like tuning everything in and just being ready to go and ready to compete.
1: Definitely. Like obviously yeah. it seemed like you guys were caged animals, right? Getting re- oh, re- yeah. you know, ready to get be let loose, right? Obviously, you get those you said you were in the hotel for 10 days before it started. Ten
0: days. Kind of like a days.
1: quarantine without the COVID type deal, right?
0: Literally, literally what it was.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. So you know, listen, obviously Connor brought his coaches along, right? What was it like getting to work with Kavanaugh and the rest of that team?
0: It was awesome. Kavanaugh is a great mind of the sport, you know, and it's yeah. a, somebody he's somebody I've always looked up to. Um, he was he was a great guy to work with, answers every question. Like he's not he's not one of those guys that's too cool for you. If you ask him something, he'll stay as late as you want him to stay after the practice to go over it with you. You know, he just loves the game. And then guys, you got guys like Owen Roddy, who's a – phenomenal striking coach especially working with Southpaws. so he had a lot of cool stuff to teach me in particular and then uh he he brought a lot of other guys you know Sergey the wrestling coach you got Kian, his Muay Thai coach you got you got uh you got Doug his strength and conditioning coach you got Tristan his nutritionist like he gave us full access 100% access to everything that's his everything down to the massage therapist literally anything you could possibly think of we had it and there was no excuse to not be great. You know, he gave us everything right at our fingertips. So it was all about just taking it and using it wisely, you know, uh, running with it.
1: Right. And speaking of all that, you know, everything he helped you guys out with, obviously the first season with Faber, it seemed a bit different because he seemed like he was a man that was still on the climb, a still a very hungry fighter. It seemed like he was more invested in the fighter's in this season obviously you don't want to give spoilers for like the third time for what's ahead right but from episode one i could see it already like this guy was in more invested than you guys in the previous season did you did you feel that at all at least in the beginning
0: uh absolutely i think he's he really does want to win you know i mean no one can take that from him anybody that's in his position that's made the money that's had the success beyond their wildest dreams they're not going to keep doing this people don't even do it when they need it you know most people, it's hard enough to get him in the cage, period. And he's doing it when he's a multimillionaire. So you right. got to give him all the respect in the world that he's still that passionate about this and he still loves this that much. You know, the fact that he's even here is a huge blessing. And it's cool. You know, it's cool to be around that. It's cool to see him in action. Uh, one day people are going to speak of him in the craziest light. And right now I get to see him in action, learn from him now physically, uh, mentally. And it's awesome. It's just a blessing. And I think uh, I think he really, really put his best foot forward this season with with coaching the guys and being a good role model and working out with us like he was in there with us every day. And that's awesome.
1: Right. And obviously, this is a different format. It's the ultimate fighter, right? You're not getting an opponent announced and you're preparing for just one guy for like, you know, 12 weeks, whatever the case may be. So I'm, I'm wondering as far as your mindset in this. Right. Once a fight gets announced, right? Like, obviously, we're going to see what happens with that. But you're fighting Cody Gibson in the first fight, right? Are you thinking about the opponent or are you just thinking about your performance? Like, at all, or are you thinking at all of, like, this guy? You know, you don't have much time, but do you think about it? Yeah. Or just like, I'm going to do the best that I could do?
0: Well, lucky for me, something that played to my advantage in a major way is that I had just got done with another fight in the Apex. Obviously, everybody saw me go out there and fight Raul Rosas. Right. Put on a super lackluster performance. Hands down, the worst performance of my life. And I learned a lot of things that didn't even have to do with the fight. You know, I learned a lot of things about the fight game that that take place right before the fight happens. You know, the, the, the mental state, uh, the focus, things like that. And I took all that and put my best foot forward this time around. And I wasn't focused on Cody at all. I think uh, it really played in my favor that I'm a student of the game. And I already seen all these guys compete. I, I watched Cody Gibson's last three fights live in action because... Uh-huh. I mean, he's just a, a type of dude that I like watching, you know. I mean, he was beating great guys outside of the UFC, beat John Dodson, beat Sir Cisco Rivera. Like yeah. he was doing, he was doing good things. So I was watching that and learning from him. And uh, so I knew, I knew I had my hands full. But it, to to be honest with you, coming into the show, I I had it me and him in the finals. So fighting him in the first round.
1: That's I was gonna, like man, that's a good teaser for anyone that's looking forward to that one then, right?
0: Yeah, of course cuz like going into that fight I was like, man, the good thing about this is I get to take out my number 1 seed right away. In my eyes he was the guy to beat in the house. They asked me that, I said that. Most people said that. Everybody knew he was the toughest dude in the house, so I feel like there was no pressure on me regardless. So I just went out there and focused on giving it my best possible performance and coming out with the dub, you know? So I just went out there and just did my thing.
1: Yeah, no, that's definitely going to get anyone excited for whoever's oh, yeah. looking forward to that one. As far as the Raul Rosas fight, you brought that up. Would you say that was the fight where you learned the most in your career? That's the one where you were sort of able to take a lot with you?
0: Uh, I learned the most in, in terms of spiritually and mentally. Like I think uh, my mental approach to the game, that's where I learned the most. Actually, in the fight, there wasn't a whole lot to learn. I mean, everybody watched it. He did everything he could in his power to not fight. That's the only thing that happened in that fight. He didn't want to fight. He wanted to grapple and that's fine. So cool. I mean, I walked out of that the same thing, same way I went in. I could have fought again right after. So, I mean, there's not really a whole lot to learn in that other than get somebody off my back when they want to stall out. And, uh, but, but the, the big thing was everything that I learned going into the fight, you know, the preparation, uh, the mentality, the tenacity, just every, everything that involves the the mental game of this sport. And, I think by far, that's the fight that I grew the most in, in that turn, in that terms.
1: You know, losing the goals to win, right? But you learn the most <laughs> in losses, right? So oh, yeah. that's, that's always important.
0: Yeah. That's why I took that fight again three weeks after that Raul fight. Uh, like I said, I was completely fine, fresh, right after the fight was Yeah, over. quick turnaround. So I took that other fight and went out there and did my thing right away.
1: I think that's a great blueprint to follow, right? Don't sulk on the loss, right? Get back out there, get an action, and pick up a W, right? Get back in the win oh, column. Absolutely. Speaking of W's, man, and, you know, fighting matches, just activity, right? You just competed in a grappling match, right? We saw it. um, How was that, man?
0: It was awesome. You know, Midwest Finishes is a humongous platform, especially for guys in the Midwest that don't get the, you know, we don't get the same jujitsu love that they get in California or, you know, Arizona or Vegas, any cool places like that. But, I mean, it's cool to still have real high-level jujitsu out this way. And it's a great platform, you know, it's on flow grappling, so it's a big deal. And being on there against another UFC fighter and a good friend of mine, it was cool, you know. It was kind of weird grappling against a good friend, but, you know, it's all business, it's all love. So we both love competing and we both love rolling the dice, so mad respect to him. On that day, two real ones went at it, and lucky for me, I was able to come out on top. You know, I worked hard for it and it was cool.
1: Yeah, we had him on the show before you guys had the match and he had nothing but the best stuff to say about you. He said that you guys got respect for each other, that you guys are like boys, something along those lines. So it seems like all's good.
0: Absolutely. Uh, We get working every time I'm in Chicago because he trains close by where my family lives. So every time I'm home, we get working and it's always been mad love. Like I've known him since he pro debuted. So he's always been a good homie of mine and. Literally, that's just the match that came together. I think a lot of people were interested to see it because we both have a shit ton of submission wins, and especially first-round submissions in MMA. So right. having two MMA guys that respect the JIT scene and want to come out and put on a show would be dope. And, I mean, the placement on the card spoke for itself. They put us – technically, if you want – I mean, technically, we were the co-main event because the only thing after us were the two uh, bracket finals. The bracket right. final for the women's 135 and the and the men's bracket for 185. Those two finals were the only matches after us. We were the last super fight.
1: Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah. yeah. As far as look, as far as your future, uh, and and that was fun, by the way. I thought that was very enjoying, especially anyone who's into the grappling. You know, any oh, yeah. into high level guys like you just brought up, like you just previewed it. It was going to be fun. Either way you slice it, it was going to be a fun thing. Um, oh yeah. As far as your future, right? I mean, you, is it safe to say that you can't discuss anything until the Ultimate Fighter season's done, right? Because anything you say is kind of a spoiler, isn't it?
0: Yeah, in a way. I mean, I'm I'm getting ready for whatever comes next. Regardless, you know, I'm ideally, you know, I'm I like, without dropping any hints, you know, yeah. sometimes in the in the show, they make they they make the finals in a way where everyone gets on, you know. So, regardless, no matter what happens, everyone not, everyone on this season is getting ready to to fight on the finale. If that ends up being the case, we haven't heard anything. We don't know anything about it, but ideally. That'd be a great that that'd be a great cause for all the guys, you know. That'd be a great reason to get back in the gym and stay grinding. Cause that call could come any day, you know. So everybody's staying ready, everybody's doing their thing.
1: Yeah, definitely. As far as the things that you can control, right? What have you been up to lately, okay. man? Like oh, training just, and whatnot. I'm
0: staying, I'm staying super busy training every day, multiple times a day. I'm I'm just this is the life I live, you know. I I'm I'm always in fight camp. I'm always ready to scrap, I'm always ready to compete. I, I had a show, ma- uh, Show like, uh, I had a big tournament a few weeks ago, a sh- uh, super fight last weekend, another grappling match this weekend, another tournament next weekend, four tournaments in July. Like, we got a lot of things coming up, man. I'm just trying to stay as busy as possible. You know, competition is competition regardless. So, Absolutely. The reason busy. I say
1: that is because I feel like I've been seeing you everywhere, man, between the grappling matches, the yeah. Ultimate Fighter.
0: You know, I've been blessed to have great sponsors that help me uh, – You know, fund all my training and all my competitions and hopefully all my travel as well. You know, I'm trying to get trying to get the ball rolling. I'm trying to get out to Las Vegas, cross train there, get out to Mexico, cross train with the homies out there, get out to Ireland, train with Connor and them. Regardless, wherever I'm at, you know, I got to get it in. And that's that's been my main focus right now is just developing myself as a martial artist.
1: Listen, man, we're going to leave you to all that. Thanks for taking some time to join us. Thanks for uh, talking a little bit about The Ultimate Fighter and the things we could talk about right now after episode one. And uh, listen, I'm a fan, man. We're looking forward to seeing what's next for you. And again, thanks for coming on.
0: Oh, absolutely, brother. I appreciate it, man. For real. Thank you for having me Take care.